They became to everyone who knew them simply Tully and Kate. And for more than 30 years, that friendship was the bulkhead of their lives. Things are hard over at her house in ways that well, you might not understand. I'm gonna be there for you, no matter what. When we grow up, we're gonna live together, and we're gonna be famous journalists. I'm a goddamn legend in the making. That's right, you are. You don't get it. You, you don't know what it's like to fail. I mean, you succeeded at everything you tried. It's like this is your life, and I'm just along for the ride. You are so much braver than me. Your family, that is the real accomplishment. I will never have that. I was too scared to even try. I need you. You're my soulmate, you bitch. <laughs> Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. It's real cash that never expires or loses value. Apply for Apple Card in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Daily cash is available via Apple Cash Card issued by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, or as a statement credit. Terms and more at applecard.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. TV Concierge. I'm Juliette Littman. I am the host of Bachelor Party and the co-host of Jam Session on Ringer Dish. I'm joined today by Liz Kelly, the co-host of Tea Time on Ringer Dish. Liz, hello. Hi, Juliette. TV Concierge is the Ringer's guide to the vast streaming landscape. Um, we are here today to discuss the Netflix sensation as of the time of recording. I believe it's number two, 10, almost 14 days after release. Firefly Lane, the latest <laughs> confection for women, although men, please enjoy as well, on Netflix. It stars Sarah Chalk, who I think is probably most famous for Scrubs. Is, was she famous to you? Yes, but only from How I Met Your Mother. That's oh. my knowledge of Sarah okay. Chalk. Yeah. I love Sarah Chalk. We can come mm-hmm. back to that. She's mm-hmm. just so likable. Um, don't you wish Sarah Chalk was like in your family? You could like see her at like an event? Yes. Yes, yeah. I wish she was my she's, aunt. She'd be a great Yes, aunt. exactly. She's mm-hmm. like your, your lovely aunt. Um, yeah. And of course, Catherine Heigl, who apparently wants to go by Katie now. Whatever. Catherine Heigl, <laughs> she was on Grey's Anatomy. Obviously, she was Izzy. And I think at this point, maybe until Firefly Lane, she was kind of famous for like formerly being on Grey's Anatomy and like having a feud with people on the way out. Yes, exactly. Her feud um, with Shonda Rhimes is like yeah. her claim to fame in the last decade. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history with Shonda Rhimes. No. I think this show might be evidence of that. Um, (laughs) Firefly Lane is based on a book, and it is about two friends, Kate and Tully, who meet in high school. They're from Washington State. It's like mostly a Seattle show, which I do enjoy, by the way. Seattle's Mm -hmm. a great TV location. (laughs) And basically from there, things go insane. Liz, what's like your your review slash description of the show? This is like the vibe of This Is Us, but on... Coke, I feel like, because they basically track (laughs) 
three different decades of these two women's lives. It goes like 1970s when they're in high school, they're budding women. The 80s when they're like young working women trying to carve out their lives and their careers. And then you have like early aughts where you catch them divorced or either like really successful, depending on their individual situations. But the show cuts back and forth between these three different eras, like so quickly, it's kind of hard to keep up. So if so you like hard, them, it's hard to follow the show, right? Completely. Yes. And we can talk about this, but they don't distinguish the looks uh, besides no. the very young characters well enough where you almost think you're in the odds. And then you see like a big la- like computer and you're like, oh, that must be earlier than that. It's just really confusing. So if you like high speed shit, and like complicated human dynamics, I guess this is the show for you. And this is this is us comp is good because this is us is also absurd, but there's like a sort of like a sweetness and like a pathos to it yes. that is grounding. This show does not have that. <laughs> this show no. has like pe- has Catherine Heigl blowing lines in like episode three yes. in like the 1980s timeline. You're just yes. like, why? At best, you could argue that it shows humans are complicated, but at worst, you're like, who am I rooting for and who am I watching? Like even Sarah Chalk, who's like supposed to be the lovely through line, who's like the sweet one and Tully is the crazy one. She like is like half cheating on her husband half the time, even though they're kind of separated and she kind of like sleeps with other people. It's a very complicated situation. It sure is. It sure is. Um, on that note, we were talking about how crazy this show is, so I thought it'd be good to go through our top four most absurd things about Firefly Lane. There's a lot. We're going to do our best to cover them all in these four buckets. I would like to begin with number one, the wigs. The wigs are crazy. <laughs> What's the worst wig in your opinion? Um, I think it's got to be Johnny because you don't assume that a man is going to be in a terrible wig. And yeah, he is. It's um, Kate Malarkey's like love interest and then eventual husband as you track these women's lives. Um, but he is supposed to in his 80s era is supposed to have this really blown out, really long mullety hair. It is so atrocious. It's I haven't seen anything like it. That character in general is super confusing. Yes. Do you even believe that he's into Kate at any point? No. And in fact, I know that you didn't complete the show, but he in fact sleeps with Tully at one point. Yeah. Liz, I didn't need to finish it to know that. It was so obvious that happens. So obvious. Very complicated. And are we doing spoilers on this episode? Well, I, I, think, I think you just did. Okay. Well, he also dies at the end. So it's a very complicated life that he led. And then it ends really badly for him. So yes. I don't know. It's one of the worst love triangles in the history of TV. First of all, most love triangles you see coming on, right? It's like none of them are usually a surprise. Right. This one was, it's, you know, it starts really in episode one and it's so obvious that it's not even fun. And for me, it also, it made me hate Tully basically like right away. Yes. I was just like, that's that woman's husband, which brings me to number two. (laughs) It is so absurd that they are made in each other's lives. Like this is the definition of toxic friendship. Yes. And then the very last scene is apparently they have some major falling out, which they don't explain what happens, which maybe season two we'll find out. Maybe 400 other things will happen in between then. But too much goes wrong. I think at a certain point, I feel like growing up, Juliet, you got to cut some people out of your life. The toxic people. That's what we're taught. That's one of the best parts of becoming an adult is getting to cut out friends. You're just like, this isn't working for me. We're done here. Exactly. Feels like they should do that. I don't know. Honestly, it was so clear for episode one, and I watched about half of it. It was so clear that that Tully and Johnny like had something going on between them that yes. I was just like stunned that Kate 
even like tolerated either of them. That's so messed right. up. And when Johnny comes back from a trip out of town, he goes to Tully's house and like, yes, Johnny has children with Kate. What the fuck? And also the whole point of like a will they won't they storyline, the way that that's fun is that you believe that the two of them kind of do want to. And it feels like the entire time Johnny just doesn't want to. You got kind of trapped. I don't know how, but he did. I don't know either. The other thing is that like, while we really like Sarah Chalk, and there's just something about her that's like so inviting. What a mm-hmm. great actress. She's a real TV actress because like you want to spend time with her, not yes. just like in one-offs. But you're just like, why did her and Johnny even get together? I know they kind of explain it. They, they track their relationship in the early days, but yeah. it's still kind of inexplicable. She's never really that fun. Agreed. I know. The poor girl got kind of a shit storyline throughout the entire thing. Which is more of a testament to Sarah Chalk. I mean, exactly. it's so, so impressive. Exactly. I also had a hard time distinguishing between Johnny and then Tully's like boyfriend of the moment, who she, uh, yes. she just like, like kind of Max. weirdly looked alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been yeah. intentional, but I'm not completely sure. Can I nominate one other absurd hairline before yes. we move on to maybe another? Okay. The character of Cloud is Tully's mom, and she is played by the same woman throughout, which we will talk about hopefully the aging process and how they try to distinguish these two. We're going hairs. there next. Juliet. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Cloud in the 70s is supposed to be a hippie, drug-addled woman who struggles with um, addiction and and being a mother and all that. And stability in general. Yes, indeed. She has ombre hair, and it just feels like that maybe wasn't of the time. And then it makes it even more confusing when she turns into like a cartoon witch at the end as she's supposed to be like an old woman. But she's got ombre hair. That's not, that didn't make any sense. Took me really out of it. The other thing about ombre hair is it requires maintenance. You can't just like yes, do it unless exactly. you've had some like radical shift in your in your hair, which does happen. But it's not like she can just like wake up and have ombre. She has to like go to the salon for that. And this hippie character definitely wasn't doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's talk about how they the differentiate between storylines. I think that's number three. How they mm-hmm. age these people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so we we explained this in the beginning, but basically, there's the three timelines. There's when they're teens. Then when they're like beginning their careers and then when they're like in their like late 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's so little to distinguish between the 80s and the aughts, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. But I think that the like supplementary characters make it even harder to tell because those are the ones, especially the men and someone like Cloud, who are just like, what is your role at this point? And right. how old are you supposed to be? Like if they started out as an adult and they don't change out the actor, it's right. really confusing. Yeah. I know that obviously Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk were the two main actresses in this. So they were not going to make them have less screen time than the two yeah. young actresses that were the teenagers. I really like those two young women that played the young Tully and Kate. I feel like they should have maybe transferred those two to like the 20s, you know, like yeah. early budding career storyline because it was just tough to watch them. And they'd obviously done some glossing of their faces and it just really, it was very obvious. I felt kind of bad. I think this leads into also like just a kind of general Katherine Heigl conversation, mm. which is, I just think that like, did they know this was going to be in 4K? Do they know this was going to be in HD? Yeah. They don't do Katherine Heigl any favors. Like, I just feel like she, her makeup looks like a skew all the time. Her yeah. wigs are really bad. We should have mentioned her. But like yeah. her, her aughts wig is particularly awful. Mm-hmm. And even though it's supposed to just be like a, like a simple hairstyle, I don't know. I just feel like Katherine Heigl was done dirty. She just like does not yeah. look good at, at any point in the show. Yes, and I, 
not her. I don't think it's her fault. Like, I'm not saying that like, Catherine Heigl no. is unattractive. I think they make her look bad. Yes. They, I'm telling you, Cloud, Catherine Heigl's mom, looks like the, the Snow White witch that gives her the poison apple. Like, <laughs> she looks like a cartoon character. And she's supposed to be this elderly woman. It's just, they could have done it better, I think. It's Netflix. It's 2021. Where is the good graphics? I don't know. Watching the show is sort of like, did anyone work on this? It just sort of feels like so low budget because this is like, it's in the same class as Virgin River, as Sweet Magnolias, just sort of like all of these adapted, Bridgerton even, all that was very high budget, but they're all adapted from books. They're all geared towards like the same kind of lifetime hallmark female demographic, which is a huge demographic. I think we're both part of it. Did you watch those Mm -hmm. other shows, by the way? Mm -mm, I didn't. I'd recommend Sweet Magnolias, number one, Virgin River, number two. They're, okay. they're, they're pleasant. Um, okay. They're, they're, kind of like, they're like ridiculous. But like those shows, they look more like Hallmarky, which is like fine. It's like a look that you kind of get used to. Yeah. This show, this just like looks cheap. The whole thing, the whole production value of it. I think that like got in the way of my enjoyment. It's like it just like didn't look like a nice television show. And I was very confused by that. Yeah, and it's got these two powerhouses, right? Even though Katherine Heigl has been out of the game for a long time, she's so recognizable as an actress. She is a good actress in general. So is Sarah Chalk. Just feels like they deserved better. They really you know? did. Yeah. Something about it just seems like really low budge. And maybe it's yeah. like they used so much brown to to do the off the office <laughs> in the 80s in Seattle. I yeah. was like, why is the predominant color here brown? Am I watching the plane in Austin Powers? I was just like very confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Lastly, number four on this list of absurdity, this show suffers from what I call Degrassi syndrome, which is like, Every bad thing that could possibly happen and every like life event that could possibly happen happens in this show. And there's just a lot going on. Yes. Within one individual decade of their lives, all of those things happen. Like, which is why it brings you back to your point. Or how did these two women weather their friendship together (laughs) after so much unspeakable tragedy and things have gone wrong? I mean, yeah, everything you think can happen happens infidelity, a dog dies, family, a teenager that's really upset all the time. Like it just, it's just is way too much. The other thing is, so this is not funny at all, but Tully's character early on in the season, she's a victim of sexual assault. And that kind of like that combined with her mother being this hippie who wasn't really home is supposed to kind of explain the instability of Tully and her anger as a teen and also as an adult. And it's supposed to be like this sort of like foundational story to understand her. But the show is so crazy and goes at such a breakneck pace that it like undermines the trauma that Tully's yes. character could have faced. And you're just like, wait, 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 wait. And then it just becomes like gratuitous. You're just like, why did this character have to get raped? Yes, 100%. And that also happens to that character later on where she suffers a miscarriage and Tully decides on her talk show with her platform in the early aughts, which is really unheard of, to talk about miscarriages. She invites her audience to speak about what they've gone through. And again, because things happen so quickly, it's whiplash. Basically, the next scene, she's back to being, you know, a teenager dealing with her mom's drug abuse. It's just like, I would have rather spend, you know, that would have been an episode to Pick spend one. in that. Yeah, exactly. And- there's definitely going to get more, more seasons. I mean, it's just gangbusters on, yeah. on Netflix. When I, when I see these shows coming now, I'm just like, okay, this is going to be number one for X number of days. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy how they've just like milked this phenomenon. But so many people I know are just like watching Firefly Lane over the last two weeks. And I know. 
This one I just did not like nearly as much as the other ones. I think it's because I found the Tully character so like just like slippery. Couldn't couldn't understand her. Didn't make mm-hmm. any sense. And there's mm-hmm. fucking changing timelines all the time. <laughs> Three timelines is too many. It should be a limit on two. Yeah. And also there's too many characters that all kind of age. Like uh, Kate has a brother that has an entirely different storyline. And like he is in the closet for a really long time. And that is like a whole other thing. I just wish they would have spent more time developing you know, know any one of these things. What's the like, rush? What is the rush? You have infinite amount of time. It's just I really wish they had done it a little bit more slower paced. It kind of gives you appreciation for Forrest Gump, who lived through every major event of, wow, of 40 so years. True. And you're like, so wow, they, they really nailed that, you know, from yeah. his leg braces to being a Vietnam War soldier to just really, yeah. you know, running across America. He he lived through all of it. Yeah. And this which is the op- opposite of artfully done. Which was your favorite timeline and era of these women's lives? Like, if you could control it, season That's two, they just question. focus on one. Yeah. Which I like the most most recent. I was just like, I just want to know. And I, I would have been okay. I think I would have gotten rid of them as teenagers. Ultimately, mm. I just didn't care for that one. One thing I know <laughs> about myself now, I know I'm getting old because like teenagers on TV don't really do it for me anymore. Wow. I'm just like not that into it. And that's a dramatic <laughs> shift from who I thought I was. So <laughs> I'm just like, give me give me them in, as like in their 40s as moms. What, what about you? Or not as moms, but a mom. What about you? Yeah. I would either like for them to be in their teens and then jump to their powerful women kind of owning themselves and their lives and their love lives, career, whatever. The in-between, and maybe it's because I'm like, Closer to that, I'm like stumbling in my career and trying to make the right decisions on all these things. You're not stumbling in your career, Liz. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like it. You know, the confusing era where you're just like, who am I? Where your whole job feels like your entire life. Yeah. Especially especially right now with work from home. You're just like stuck in your room. Just all you have is your job and like maybe making dinner at the end of the day. Maybe. And then I'd rather kind of like look forward and be like, okay, these people are like not really what, um, you know, it's not what I'm going through. So it's easier to watch and consume you sure. know, a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, of course. I, I, I get that. That's funny. It definitely speaks to our respective places in life. But um, <laughs> but it's a good question because like there's a root of a good show here. It's just like yes. too much. Yes. And if they can pay her back, it's, I also think it's solvable. Like just pick one of these storylines. Also okay. to, to your question, I would like a show set in the 80s and like media. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know if I you watched Black Monday on HBO or excuse me on Showtime, but mm-hmm. um, I liked it. I didn't love that show, but like I just like a good period piece. Let's the eighties. Let's go. Why not? Yeah, I know. And then maybe fix the hair if you're gonna do yeah. the eighties. Like do different wigs or something like that. Go different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, if you want to understand this roller coaster ride that is Firefly Lane, <laughs> check it out on Netflix. And for more of me, catch me on Bachelor Party and Jam Session. For more of Liz, catch her on Tea Time. Thank you so much for listening. This has been TV Concierge. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.